Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Radio Network, Rick Schaefer, standing by in Northwest Arkansas. Today, from the State House Convention Center, it is the Night of Nights. It is the induction ceremony for the latest class, the 2023 class for the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. I'm Randy Rainwater. Good afternoon, Mr. Rick Schaefer. Well, good afternoon, Randy Rainwater. you got a lot of celebrities lined up to talk to today. I texted you. I know just a few of them, and I'm happy to participate in those interviews. And other than that, it's all yours. you got, again, a lot of famous people to talk to today. Well, we're going to start off with the man, better known as Fred Allen. And uh, some may know Fred only through politics. He is part of the legislature for the state of Arkansas. Uh, he was elected to the Arkansas House of Representatives back in 2007, and he has been since reelected six more times. So he's up first, and right behind that we have the tennis legend Larry Walton, and we are minus 30 minutes. Actually, we're minus 40 minutes, and when I say minus, uh, this is. Uh, part of the pageantry at 6.20 they do what they call the walk and that is uh, all the inductees both the soon to be and past inductees uh, they will make the walk into the Wally Allen ballroom and uh, so we have crammed as much as we can up until 6.20 and then at 6.20 uh, they will join uh, the walk into the Wally Allen Ballroom, but uh, we will uh, also talk to Jeff King. I think you know who Jeff King might be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with your exposure, your time at the University of Arkansas, and then we have uh, Shakina Strickland, Coach Shakina Strickland. She was just named the new head coach at uh, Sylvan Hills High School, the ladies' head basketball coach. Steve Sullivan, better known as Sully. We'll talk with Sully at around 545. And uh, I don't think Steve needs much of an introduction. And then the great Jimmy Walker, along with Glenn Ray Hines. We'll talk with those at 605 this evening. So, got a full plate, full. We are rocking and rolling. as, As innovative as you are. I would think if we're not quite through with the interviews at 6:20, you could just grab your microphone and just walk right up there with somebody, right, and talk to them <laughs> while they're on their way up. You know, the words. <laughs> if I had a portable microphone, I could just trail them into the into the ballroom. Right. Hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. You can't talk yet. I've still got a few words I got to squeeze in here with uh, with these uh, dignitaries. I must say that uh, at 6:30. We will then switch to Arkansas Razorback baseball, and uh, Rick, I cannot. I can only begin to imagine the electricity that is going to be in that stadium with Tony Vitello and the Tennessee uh, Volunteers coming to town tonight. I know. I'm sure you read as I did. Yeah, Coach Dave Horn has said, "Ah, oh, no, there's nothing to this. You know, we've 
We went out and uh, I can't remember if it was Nashville, Knoxville, wherever it was, but Nashville. You know, we talked about it. We're all right, so yeah, right. Uh, I can't wait for that game to uh, to begin tonight. So, without further ado, why don't we just get started? Let's start with the man, better known as Fred Allen. Fred. I remember you in your days at Little Rock Central High School. I'm a little bit older than you, so I, I can remember you were one of the first, what I would call, pure shooters. And to your credit, unlike someone like Pat Bradley, who would just keep on shooting whether or not he was a pure shooter or not, uh, but you didn't overshoot the ball. You took what, what the game brought to you. And uh, talk about your career as a Tiger. Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you, Mr. Rainwater, for having me here. Randy. M Randy. Thank you. My career as a Tiger was phenomenal. Uh, I worked all my life to win championships. If you look at my record when I was in junior high school at Dunbar, we won uh, a state championship there and a city championship. And it was just carryover to uh, Central High School. One of the things that I said to Coach Nixon when I came there, uh, Central style of play was different from my style of play. It was it was five pass, five passes and a layup. Uh, <laughs> when I came, it was like two passes and a jump shot. So I had to convince him that we could win games shooting jump shots and not just layups. You know that you would fit perfectly into in today's game because today's game. Uh, if it doesn't hit your hand, you're probably not going to get a shot unless you go rebound the miss in today's game because it it seems to hit that hit those hands stick and then the ball goes up. Correct, correct. Um, one of one of the things about my my style of play when I was playing, I would take the open shot very seldom when I forced the open shot. Sure. Uh, when I was in. Dunbar Junior High, my coach, Coach Greenwood, uh, before practice, he would put me in the corner and he said, you have to make 10 shots in a row. And then after practice, he would take me at the top of the key and say, you have to hit 10 shots in a row before you go home. Needless to say, I spent a lot of long hours up there <laughs> trying to hit 10 shots in a row, but finally I, I got it the, the uh, my rhythm down and I realized that it was up to me and I was able to build my confidence and become a great ball player. How differently? You mentioned Coach Greenwood. I love Coach Greenwood. Um, when I was at UALR, he later on was at UALR, and uh, Coach Greenwood is a gem. He is a per I mean, he's just a, a great man. Um, talk about the influences you had as a young man growing up. Who had influence in the life of Fred Allen? Um, my biggest influence came from my mother and father. Uh, they created a, a foundation for me to build up on. Uh, we were uh, the type of family that went to church on Sunday mornings, had to go to Sunday school, and they helped develop strong work ethics. And besides that, my my mother would always tell me that I'm a great person. And when I got, when I was playing sports, she said, "You're just as good as anybody out there." In my opinion, you're the best. What drew you to politics? Well, when I was in school at uh, Middle Tennessee State University, I got involved in a couple local races, but I read a book one time, and in the book the guy said, in order for you to have influence in your community, one, you have to have money. I didn't have money. Two, you have to have land. I didn't have land. Three, you can get involved in the political process and have experience, I mean, have influence. So that drove me into politics because what I believe in, if if you're a politician, you are a public servant, mm -hmm. and you're here to serve the people. And in our society today, I try to work both sides of the aisle, Democrats and Republicans, because some people don't see it this way. But when we're in the General Assembly, we are a team. You know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, we're all on the same team, and we all deserve the same amount of respect. That I mean that 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 to me would be the perfect formula if we would all get on the same team and on the same page, particularly on on some uh, critical issues. Uh, one thing that I, in reading uh, in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, talking about Middle Tennessee, talk about your journey to Middle Tennessee because I don't think you quite realized at the time 
uh, because it's not like it is today where coaches have your text number, they have your home address, they, you know, everything, everything really back then somewhat went strictly through the school. That is correct. And <clears throat> one of the things that, uh, that I, I will talk about but I don't like talking about, uh, at the end of my senior year, uh, Jim Lasseter, a sports writer for the mm-hmm. Arkansas Democrats, right. he, he stated in this article that Fred Allen and Dexter Reed were the best two guards to ever play in the state of Arkansas. With that said, uh, at the end of my career, uh, I wasn't getting the scholarships. I had a few scholarships from schools here in Arkansas, but the big schools, I wasn't getting those scholarships. So one day... Um, I had a long talk with Clyde Horton. I don't know if you know the late oh, Clyde Horton. Oh, yes. And I explained my situation to him, and this is what he said. He said, Fred, here's what I would do if I were you. He said, if you go to a four-year school, and you, if you don't like it, uh, you have to transfer and set out a year. Mm-hmm. And that you can't get in aid or anything. So basically, you will be in charge of your own education financially and resources and trying to get an education or, or my second option would be you can go to JUCO for a year and reinvent yourself again and that's exactly what I what I did when I went to Western Texas College and came back Middle Tennessee State University was recruiting me Stetson University was recruiting me and Jacksonville down in Florida where I really wanted to go but after I visited the campus of MTSU I just decided hey I'm going to make MTSU my home. They had never won a championship before in the history of the school. We brought them their first championship. We we uh, went to the NCAA and lost in the first round. And for the first time in the history of the school, they scored. They had over 23, 24 wins. Uh, the most they had before I came, that was like 13 or 14. So I feel real good about my accomplishments there. And one of the reasons why I went there is because I was recruited by a coach, uh, uh, Ken Brackett. When Ken Brackett left at the end of my sophomore year, since I wasn't recruited by Ken, I had to wait in line with the other players because what they wanted to do, they wanted to remove me from point, from second guard to point guard, and I didn't want to play point guard. And they wanted to build offense around other guys and, instead of me. So that that caused my productivity to go down. But nevertheless, it was a wonderful, wonderful opportunity for me and a wonderful opportunity for my family. And I'm eternally grateful for MTSU giving me an opportunity to play on the campus of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That is a great story. Uh, finally, i got to let you go because I've got uh, Larry Walton next. But uh, talk about what it's going to mean to be inducted into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. Um, it's a dream come true for anybody that plays sports in the state of Arkansas. The ultimate goal of a person that's playing sports is to make it to the next level. If you don't make it to the next level, to make it into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. This is the crown jewel of sports in the state of Arkansas. And I'm honored to be in this class with my, uh, with all these inductees, especially my next-door neighbor, Jimmy Walker. Oh, my. That is fantastic. We both played at Central High School, and we're both being inducted at the same time. Very short. Jimmy Walker uh, played basketball in the neighborhood with us. Jimmy wasn't much of a ball player. (laughs) Jimmy wanted to tackle everybody that came along, and we were so happy when his daddy went out and bought him a football. (laughs) Thank you, Fred. Thank you for having me. God bless you, and congratulations. Thank you. All right. Brenda, if you will bring Larry over. Uh, hey, while you're is, doing that, Randy, while you're okay. telling him that, I just have to say this. I don't know if he's a Democrat or Republican, but he's exactly right. Wouldn't it be great if they all got along together? Absolutely. Yeah, yep, very is. good. And how about that? Jimmy Walker's next-door neighbor. That's pretty yeah. interesting, isn't it? And being inducted tonight. That's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. That's really neat. Really neat. All right. We've got... Uh, we're getting Larry situated. He's got the headset on, so we're halfway home. Now the next part. Good afternoon, Larry. Hey. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Rainwater? Well, it's Randy, okay? <laughs> okay. All right, Randy. you're making me get, I feel really old when you say hey, Mr. I'm, I'm 81, so I, don't, I can't. <laughs> well, you, I'm, I'm glad I'm talking to someone who's actually older than me. Um, Larry, your journey 
to tennis, as I read your story, your journey kind of began what most of us would think uh, um, was in opposite, total opposite direction of, of wanting to be a football coach. It was totally. I mean, it was absolute total. I'm coaching in the spring at Old Main High School with Ken Stevens and Eldon Hawley, who are both in this. Uh-huh. Police officers walk in. Go ahead. I'm please, just trying please, to get this hum out. Police, police officers walk in and said, is there a Coach Walton here? And I said, yeah. And they said, the mayor wants to see you. I have, <laughs> I have no idea who the mayor is. I've only been there since September. I tell him, well, I can't go now because I'm coaching. So I thought they left. I went out there, and the, they're out standing outside, and they said, well, you go now. So I went down there, and I'm making a long story short, but so I went down there, and this man, Casey's about five seven, gray haired, 67 years old. He talks to me a little bit. He knows more about me than I do. And all of a sudden, he says, Larry, I'm building a tennis program. I want you to be the director. And I just went, I'm, I'm a football coach. I want to be a I want to be a college so football what, coach. What, Larry, what, did, what did you know about about tennis? Well, Were see, I played I played okay. tennis at, UC, at ASTC too. Okay. okay. And I'd grown up playing tennis, but that's not my main sport, man. I football, basketball, and I played tennis in the spring. But you know, right? Somebody had to tell him. Somebody had to tell him that I was in coach. I was in t- t- tennis. I must have told him I was a coach, or that that I made. T- anyway, so. I make this long story short, I got up and started walking. I said, Mayor, I'm not interested. He said, What's, wh- what would it take for you to be interested? So I told him the most ridiculous thing that I could think of. But we'd have to build indoor courts, and you'd have to let me produce international tennis tournaments. And I started to grab the doorknob, and he said, wait a minute. And he called Guy Swain, who's an architect in town. He said, I'm going to be sending my tennis director over there to build an indoor course. I went ahead and walked at the door, but my daddy hit me right here. He said, son, one time he said, son, your word is your bond. And I said, I just took another job. I'm not a football coach anymore. That's how it all started. That is a great story. Now, I don't know that this was the pinnacle, but I'm just going to grab it and run with it. Jimmy Connors. The fact that you got Jimmy Connors to North Little Rock, Arkansas, not once but twice. That's right. That is beyond amazing. The first time I had, uh, the first time the, the uh, circuit got him there, okay? Second time, I didn't have a good number one seat. He was in uh, Las Vegas uh, playing a challenge match against um, an Australian. I forget. Labor or somebody. Right, labor, labor, yeah, right, labor, labor, yeah, labor, yeah. So I went out there to see if he'd come. And Charlie Ward took me out there on his plane. And so I started talking. Now I found out everything goes to his mother. Oh. Glory was, all, you know. So we're out in front of a hotel, and he still hadn't committed. You know, and, and all of a sudden, I looked at her, and I said, I really want to play my tournament. Would you give him his blessing? And Bill Ridden, who's his real manager, is there. And he said, let's play again. And he, Bill Ridden was the one that did it. But uh, the most fascinating one that I ever did was Bjorn Borg. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yes, sir. I have no number one seat again. They're playing in Philadelphia this January. I know Borg's in the tournament. I can't get to him through his manager. I've called and I've called and I've called. And his manager won't even answer the phone. So I go to... I go to Philadelphia that tournament, get in the same hotel I know Borg's staying in, and I just hang out in the lobby <laughs> waiting on him. And, and, but like a Thursday morning, you know, all of a sudden he walks in the breakfast. And I walk over there and I said, uh, my name's Larry Walsh, I'm the director of the Arkansas, uh, the uh, Fairfield Bay Tennis Classic, and I know you're open the week that, that I'm playing. And he said, sit down. And I said, I just want to know if you'd come play in my tournament. He said, yeah. But you can't tell anybody. Oh, my. I'm under a contract. So I don't know if you remember. So I came back to town and used that to promote that I had this great tennis player who was going to be number one, but I couldn't tell anybody 
until the Saturday before the tournament started on Monday. I would have been busting at the seams. I'm sorry. I, I probably would have given it up a long time before you what you did. Uh, I don't want to run out of time, so I'd like to get your thoughts on being inducted into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame. I am so honored and so thrilled. It's 50 years ago, Randy. People remember, of course, Brenda wrote the whole thing up and nominated. She wrote the greatest story on me. And I'm, hey, I'm going to into all these great athletes. I don't know if Sully's a great athlete or not, but I know, <laughs> I know I'm not. But all the rest of these people that are going in here are all known for what they did athletically. And I kind of compare myself more with the Baz. People have told me that I'm kind of the Baz before the Baz got here because I did all my stuff in the 70s. And I told him last night, you know how you get trophies for tournaments? You know, you get right, these little things. I didn't do that. I went and got silver. I did, I, I did uh, wine coolers and plates and engraved them. So when you played in my tournament, you had something to keep for a lifetime and you could display it. And I, that was my way of doing his trophies, you know, try to do other things. Yeah. And uh, you know, being out there, with, I wish I had more time, but I had all these, you know, I got the pro tournament so my kids could work out with the pros. So my tennis players at ULR could come over and play in the pro tournament. Richard Aikle, you know, who's a member. Yes, yes. He played the pro tournament at 14 years old. He was in qualifier. Wow. He didn't get in. He didn't get in, but he played at 14 years old. And that was part of the reason that I did all that. And then we had, you know, we had hundreds of kids that just hung out at Burns Park all the time. Parents would just drop them off, you know. I didn't know I was their babysitter. My mom has told me later, I can drop them off and leave them here. We know they're okay. And then we'll just come back and get them, you know. <laughs> so it was just, and Mayor Lehman and Eddie Powell came in later. They never said no. Anytime I want to do Have you ever heard anybody have to build their own stadium to have a tournament? You know, every time we had a tournament, we had to literally, with, with crescent wrenches, get some buddies of mine and build the stadium on court, on court number two indoors every single year. Build our own stadium. <laughs> that is a great story. I want to say congratulations to you, and well-deserved. You put tennis on the map for Arkansas, and God bless you, and uh, we're happy for you. Larry. Thank you for interviewing me so much. Larry. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. All right, that is Larry Walton. He is to be inducted along with Fred Allen, uh, Jeff King, Freddie Scott, Shakina Strickland, Steve Sullivan, Jimmy Walker, and Glenn Ray Hines. That is the class for 2023. All right, when we come back, hopefully we'll have Jeff King with us. The great Jeff King. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue from the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame in just one moment. The recent tornadoes have been devastating to central Arkansas with Pulaski and Lone Oak counties encountering the worst of the damage. Obviously, tornado victims have a lot on their plate with damage to their homes and businesses. Many personal cars were damaged and are total as well. During the month of April, Guadalupe Buick GMC is offering an additional $1,000 rebate on any new Buick or GMC for residents of Pulaski or Lone Oak County with an active and recent storm damage insurance claim on their current vehicle. Any make or model with an active claim will qualify. Guadalupe Buick GMC next to Sam's Club in North Little Rock is here to help. Call us at 945-4444 or reach us online at GuadneyBuickGMC.com. Guadney for Buick. Guatney for GMC, Guatney for Arkansas. That's Guatney Buick GMC, Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. GMC, we are professional grade. 70 years ago, the king of American muscle cars, Chevrolet's Corvette, was born. Today, the Corvette Stingray is hotter than ever. This month at Saracen Casino, one lucky player will win a breathtaking Stingray. Play in April at Saracen and qualify to win a Corvette Stingray from Smart Chevrolet. Featuring all your favorite games and more, Saracen Casino is the only place to win a new Corvette. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. With a schedule like mine, I don't always have time to run into a store for things I need. 
Greenway makes it easy to order equipment, parts, John Deere apparel, and even toys for my kids. And I have 24-7 access to Greenway's dealership right at my fingertips. That's why I shop online at GoGreenway.com. Big Red has been your favorite neighborhood store over the past 26 years. And so to each of our valued guests that has entered our doors since that time, whether to shop for all your favorites inside the store or just to gas up outside of the pumps, we love serving all of our local communities where we live and work. And of course, it goes without saying that we appreciate each and every one of you for supporting us along the way, too. So on behalf of every one of our over 40 Arkansas family-owned and operated Big Red stores, thank you. Big Red Stores, still more convenient than ever. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com Get ready for the 19th annual Double B's Buzzbecue, May 13th at the Downtown Riverside RV Park in North Little Rock. Buzzbecue is brought to you in part by Tito's Handmade Vodka, Michelob Ultra, Gravely Mowers, Fence Brokers, Oak Lawn, LRS, Hogs Meat Market, Mosquito Joe's, North Little Rock Parks and Recreation, and Benefits Ronald McDonald House Charities of Arkansas. The 19th annual Double B's Buzzbecue is May 13th. Go to buzzbq.com for more. Great friend and great supporter of the Buzz First Security Bank. As Arkansas's community bank, First Security helps people make life better for themselves and for other Arkansans. They focus on helping make our community stronger. Every dollar that stays in the community helps the community through things like new homes and businesses so other people can have better lives. The financial professionals at First Security are big fans of Arkansas, and that's because they're Arkansas-owned and Arkansas-focused. They take care of communities just like they take care of customers. Check them out at fsbank.com and get ready to bank better at First Security. Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, only in Arkansas, that's First Security Bank. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. The number one sports radio show in Arkansas, Drive Time Sports, on the Buzz Radio Network. We're about to be joined by Jeff King, who was a great third baseman for the Razorback baseball program, and I was working in the athletic department at the time. At that time, there was no Tacos for Life in Fayetteville, Arkansas. I think Jeff would be re-recruited if he had his pre if he had his recruiting meal at Tacos for Life. It's that good. And Tacos for Life does something else. For every meal that's purchased at Tacos for Life, they will provide a meal for someone who is in need of food, who's food insufficient. And to this point, in less than 10 years, Tacos for Life has donated over 28 million meals across the globe. Now, you get to do it by enjoying a great meal. Their tacos are absolutely fabulous, as you well know. I like the Hawaiian shrimp taco. That's my favorite, but they've got plenty on the menu that you're going to like. Maybe you'll like the quesadillas. Maybe it's the nachos. Maybe it's the bowl. Whatever you like, you're going to have it at Tacos for Life, and you're going to help somebody who's food insufficient. Enjoy a meal at Tacos for Life. Rick, I I don't know if um, Jeff would recognize or know Fayetteville. When's the last time, <laughs> Jeff, no. you've been back to Fayetteville? 1986 oh my is gosh. when I left, and I have not been back, unfortunately. Wow. I, d- so I don't may- think you'd recognize I Fayetteville. don't think so either. Um, I've got a, a funny little story. When I first knew that I was getting older, I grew up in Colorado Springs, and maybe five years ago I was driving through there on the way to Texas, I think, to see family, and I hadn't been back there forever. And so as we're driving through, I'm telling my wife, holy cow, look at this, look at that, look at that. And she said, a lot can happen in a quarter of a century, dear. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, that made me feel old. And, you know, I haven't been back to Fayetteville for 35, 38 years. So, yeah, I'm sure I wouldn't recognize it. But you know one thing that hadn't changed, Jeff, and, and again, I was in sports information back then. I don't know if you remember me or not, and it's okay if you don't, but your wife was who you were dating at that time, and you all are still happily married. I think that's that's a great tribute to both of you. Well, thank you so much. You know, I was 
thinking I don't not to disrespect or dishonor anything about being in the Hall of Fame, but you know my you know claim to fame or my most uh, my best accomplishment was marrying my wife, who I met at George Cole Stadium right after a ball game there. So great memories at Arkansas. You got married at the ballpark. No, we met. We met oh, after met the, at the, at the ballpark in, I think, okay. 1985, and then we were married uh, the next fall. Wow. How about that? How, how did, you know, being a ball player's wife is not easy. How did she handle all the travel and everything that you had during your major league career? Well, that's a great question. Uh, she's a special lady, and we started, uh, you know, having some kids come along, and she happily stayed and and raised the kids and she drug them to almost literally every game she was there supporting me and you know came on quite a few road trips too with kids in tow so she was great wow talk you about played. your journey jeff that got you to the university of arkansas you mentioned colorado springs colorado I mean, I don't think Arkansas and Colorado. No, no, you know, it's been it's been fun. Um, The last few weeks leading up to tonight, as I've reflected on things, and that's what I'm hopefully be able to touch on tonight when I talk. But um, Colorado was not obviously a big baseball producing state generally because of the weather was so bad right so we played 12 or 15 games and so i was uh, really flying under the radar and even though i was drafted in like the 21st or 23rd round by the cubs i was not heavily recruited and i just had a passion for the game and a desire to be the best baseball player I could be. I had no idea how I was going to accomplish that, what it would look like. And I would say a chance encounter with Coach Clark and, you know... Coach Doug Clark. Coach Doug Clark. And I would say it was, looking back, it was very providential. Um, He was in town, I think, visiting family or friends to this day. I have no idea how he heard about me, and to be honest with you, I don't remember, but a workout was arranged. I worked out for Coach Clark. I uh, He invited me to come visit the school, and I did, and really loved the place. Uh, got, a, got to tour the facilities and the campus, met Coach DeBrian, and went home and just hoping that would work out, and somewhere in there I was offered a half a ride scholarship and at the time I think my dad knew the coach at Baylor (laughs) and maybe I could have played at Baylor on a full ride and so I said well thanks but I guess I'll go to Baylor with a full ride and you know soon thereafter they offered me a full ride and it was a done deal so but it was crazy you know just a chance encounter that coach Clark was in town and you know, up to that point, I didn't know what a Razorback was or anything, and so I did a little homework. And, oh, that they got a good program and playing a great conference, and and so it, you know, looking back, you know, there was not a better place in the country for me. So very, very thankful. Yeah, were you I, always were, a third baseman? I think in in high school, maybe I played shortstop, and then when I got to uh, Fayetteville. I was moved to third base. And he played a little first base in the majors, too, if I'm not mistaken. And now, second base. Now, yeah, now the story a little, I little heard, bit of Jeff, second, a little bit of first. Yep. The story I heard during your recruiting was that you liked to fish, and flying <laughs> down, you saw the lakes. Is that a true story, or was I lied to? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I What is true is I loved uh, the country. Fayetteville was a great place for me. It was similar in Pittsburgh being kind of a small market club. You know, yeah. Fayetteville was, you know, a big league team, but in kind of a small market area. And so that suited me. I li- liked the country, and I think I knew every farm pond within five-mile radius <laughs> of Fayetteville. And they probably are surrounded by houses now. I don't know, but I had oh, a great time yeah. there. Yeah, the, the, it's Northwest Arkansas's population is now over half a million. You would not recognize it at all. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, so you've been out of Major League Baseball for a while. Do you still follow it? You still enjoy watching it? 
You know, I don't. I don't follow it much anymore. I'm I'm old enough now that I don't obviously don't know any players. A lot of the or some of the guys that I would have played against, you know, ended up coaching, and so I knew a few of the coaches. And now it's getting anymore. I I don't know anybody, and you know, the game has changed a little bit. I still enjoy you know watching the World Series, you know, when some games really matter. So, but other than that, not really. You Do you like mate? some of the changes you're seeing right now in Major League Baseball? Uh, the speed-up rule with the clock, and in particular, I think I haven't heard one complaint from the hitters in particular about changing the shift where you can't put six players like we sometimes did in softball <laughs> where you got six players on one side of the field. Yeah, that, that's really interesting. My dad is a real baseball guy, and I know over the years he just got so frustrated, like, oh, those guys shouldn't be able to do that. A shortstop <laughs> should play shortstop. He shouldn't be over there. And, you know, I mean, He was a little ahead of me. I don't know I don't know if I had an opinion on it. To me, it was like, okay, you want to do that, then I'll just, you know, hit a ground ball to the shortstop and get a base hit. Or why not Or why not just bunt it? But the game's changed. I mean, I I know enough to know that the game has changed, and there's all these analytics, right, hitting Mm -hmm. and and batting, launch angle and different things, and, you know, guys, you know, it's not as important anymore to make contact and all sorts of stuff, so... It's yeah. been good. The replay's been good. I think in my day, I would, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But as a player, you know, you you needed an umpire for one call during a game, and typically, that one call is not right all the time. So the replay's probably good. So Jeff, you're in a clubhouse every day for six months. I have to ask you early in your career, what was it like being in a clubhouse with Barry Bonds before he became? He was very good, but before he became very famous, what was that like? Um. It was interesting. You know, we I, I was super fortunate. It came up, and the, the team was very good. We had Barry Bonds and Benilla and Van yeah. Slyke and Jay Bell and Doug Drabeck and a lot of really good players. So we made the playoffs several years in a row. One of those years I was hurt and, and didn't get to play, but it, it was interesting. Um, it's funny, you know, you, you, you're with guys in the clubhouse all the time, and you play a long season, but, you know, really I didn't know Barry Bonds that well. He kind of was his own... Own entity, own man, own man yeah. and you know it was what it was, but it was all right. Does the money boggle your mind today when you hear, "Well, we will sign you to a ten-year contract for three hundred and fifty million dollars"? Yeah, it sure does. I mean, I, you know, bringing up Barry Bonds, I, I you know, this came up in a conversation with somebody earlier today, but I, you know, I want to say. Back in my day, you know, when Barry was a younger player, you know, a guy making two or three million, that was a ceiling. That was, you know, and mm-hmm. look how far it just keeps going up and up and up, and it is mind-boggling. Somebody asked me, to, what was my signing bonus? And I think my signing bonus was like $180,000, which wow. is a, a lot, lot of money. Of but today, good to me. What, what, what is the first-round <laughs> draft? Choice now signed for. Yeah, you can get about fifteen oh, million. Now. Probably, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's crazy that the money's just a lot of money in it. TV, I guess, and stuff. All right, before we run out of time, and we are about to run out of time, your thoughts on being inducted in the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame? Well, it's a huge honor. I'm uh, very honored and really humbled to be here. Um, to me, it's it's really. Uh, a great way to end kind of a chapter in my baseball life. It started here in Arkansas, and it's, the last chapter has now been written, and it's, it's a big honor. Very thankful. Thank you, Jeff. Congratulations. God bless you, and thank you for stopping by. You bet. Jeff King, the great Jeff King, University of Arkansas. Let's see, we can throw in the Pittsburgh Pirates, Kansas City Royals. When Morning Mayhem's Justin Moore Sports your Razorback knowledge with Razorback Trivia, presented by Capital Smokehouse and Grill, downtown Little Rock's go-to lunch spot. Why wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. 
it. Take it back to the heyday of Motown sound with the Four Tops, live on the Oakland stage Friday, August 25th at 7 p.m. Sing along with your favorite top 40 hits like I Can't Help Myself. Reach out, I'll be there. Ain't no woman like the one I've got. Ain't no woman like the one I've got. The Four Tops, live at Oakland, Friday, August 25th. Tickets on sale now at oakland.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, one of Arkansas's leaders in hay equipment. They handle a full line of Kubota tractors and hay tools, as well as Vermeer hay products. 501-268-1987. Hennard Foothills Equipment in Searcy, your hometown dealer no matter where you live. Do you have a car that was damaged beyond repair during the storm with no insurance or liability on it? Asher Record Service will remove your car and store it for two weeks with no charge to you. Call 562-2293 or email asherrecord at gmail.com for details. Companies are shifting their telephone systems to the cloud, and you should too. ESI eCloud PBX has everything you need. Features like work from anywhere, video calls, and advanced security tools make ESI eCloud PBX one of the best choices for any business. Opt out of the high cost of your traditional phone system and move to the cloud. Sign up for an online demo at nsgdv.com and get your system activated at no charge. Network Services Group. One call does it all. Chosen as one of Arkansas's best places to work eight years in a row, Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton is hiring premier paralegals and legal assistants at all locations. Little Rock, Conway, Hot Springs, Bryant, Jacksonville, and Springdale. Rainwater, Holt, and Sexton's mission is to compassionately represent injured and disabled Arkansans. With generous benefits and competitive pay, Rainwater, Holt & Sexton is a destination employer hiring the best. Apply today at callrainwater.com. Hey, crazy month last month. March, Mitch making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs. Check us out online at RedRiverDodge.com during Ram Truck Month. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios, where it's much like any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations, minus the always fresh, delicious food options like the family-packed catfish dinners. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports here on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. We will be joined in a moment by the great Freddie Scott. But first, I need to talk to you about double Bs. I passed a couple of double Bs. In fact, I had to stop and get some gas. Uh, I did have time to go inside, check out everything. Uh, I was really, really tempted, but I thought, nah, better not. They had Chester's chicken, and I love chicken. And I thought, better not, uh, I'll make to swing by on my way home and pick up some Chester's chicken. And then there was the other option, the Big Rock pizza uh, that was in their delis. But um, I was in a hurry, so I needed to get gas. And thank goodness I've got the Exxon credit card where I can get $0.10 off a gallon at the pump. And had I gone inside taking advantage of the uh, April specials. I could have saved some additional money if I had my rewards card with me. So make sure you get your rewards card. And also take advantage of the great specials, whether it's the 2-liter Sunkiss for $249, uh, the 24-count Crystal Geyser water for $599, or the Red Bull. Want to get that little jump start? How about two? That's right, two for $7.50. You'll find all of that at your local Double B's. And by the way, there are 32 Double B's locations across our great state. That's Double B's, where you gas it, grab it, and go. Make it Double B's. Joined now by Freddie Scott. Now, Freddie, I'm going to start off. You started in humble beginnings Mm. in wonderful, beautiful Grady, Arkansas. I love Grady, Arkansas. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, if you blink your eye and you're heading <laughs> south from Pine Bluff and going on through, you will miss it. Things have changed. But that's where I was born uh, and and lived there until the age of four, right there on what's called the street. 
of plenty. And uh, there's dirt road across the dirt road from a, a cotton field. Uh, that's where I was born and was raised for four years until we moved to Pine Bluff. Now, I did not know this until I read your bio. I did not realize there was a Pine Bluff Southeast High School. Freddie, yeah. where was that located? Yeah, so on 20th and Ohio Street, uh, on the east side of Pine Bluff, okay. the southeast. It, back in 1957, there was a ruling about separate but equal, and uh, the Pine Bluff School District at that time decided, hey, there needs to be a school on the east side of Pine Bluff. They built southeast. And until the first class was 1958, the last class was 1970. I was in that class of 1970. After that, it became it switched from a junior senior high school to a uh, just a junior high school, and ultimately it's been phased out. So it's it's really being raised as we speak in favor of housing projects for the city. And uh, there's a team of, of uh, alumni that are actively working to try to have something there as a physical uh, leave behind to to represent the memories and all the superstars uh, academically and life. Uh, that uh, graduated Walk the Walls of Southeast, so Southeast High School. That is, I mean, I've never heard that story before. Uh, I've always known of Pine Bluff High School, obviously. Mm-hmm. Dollarway High School, mm-hmm. uh, I really became a huge fan of Dollarway when Coach Lee Hardman was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not a better man that's walked this earth than Lee Hardman. Um, but then when I find out there's a school called Southeast, I'm like, what? So let's put this in perspective. Before there was a Dollarway, there was a Townsend Park. Townsend Park. Before there was a Watson Chapel, there was a Coleman. So literally back in the 50s and 60s, there were all black schools, Southeast, Merrill, Townsend Park and Coleman that had tremendous rivalries against each other. And well, I can things, imagine. Yes, things happened, and so your old Townsend Park became Dalloway. Uh, your old uh, uh, Coleman became Watson Chapel, and those from Merrill and Pine Bluff uh, consolidated into Pine Bluff High. Well, I'll, I'll, I will I will date myself in this regard. <laughs> uh, in Little Rock, there was a high school named Horse Man. Yes. And the reason why I knew Horace Mann so well, because they had a particular player who wore, I think, 24 by the name of John Richardson. Okay. I think he was pretty good. He's pretty good. I think he's pretty good in the day. Now, you wanted to be a doctor, did you not? Yeah. Uh, you wanted to be a doctor, uh, but many thought you may have been too smart for football. Well, the, the reality, I was too small for football. Too small? Okay. <laughs> I was a skinny okay. little kid, certainly not the best athlete around the campus and in the school, but had a chance to excel at academics and had a doctor by the name of the late Robert Smith that said, hey, Freddie, you're good at math and science. You ought to be a doctor. And we formed a future physicians club. And from that point on, my mindset was, hey, I'm going to college to become a doctor. And they literally had to talk me at, at Amherst College, had to talk me into going going out for football, otherwise I was just going to shoot baskets. I was all city, all county in basketball in high school, and uh, that's what I was going to play because I was so skinny, and they talked me into going out for one practice, and the rest was history. That is a, I mean, you almost, uh, it's unheard of in, in today's game because you're so well scouted, and, and they know everything about you, and you've got to hit certain Numbers, whether it's a 40 speed or he's at, you're playing linebacker, you got to fit in this particular size range and so forth and so on. So you kind of broke the mold, did you not? I, I, absolutely. And a, a part of that is because of I was fast. But I was fast because I was skinny and I was afraid of getting hit. <laughs> so there's something called fear prompts speed. <laughs> <laughs> and that's... Seriously, I could catch with my eyes. I could see the ball I was, I was catching. But then the rest of the story was the yards after the catch because I'm afraid. <laughs> so how much did basketball transfer over to football? Well, literally, 
in college, I played basketball the first two years. Mm-hmm. So um, having the, the skill sets of, of playing point guard and being able to, to watch the entire floor and be like a leader on mm-hmm. the floor, I think that assisted. So even as a receiver, the name of the game was not just what I had to do, but be on the same page with my quarterback. So before a pre-snap read would occur, I knew exactly where I was going. I knew where he was going to go, and I had to work hard to, to do it. Besides that, the next day was film, and the coaches would be assessing whether or not you made a mistake or not. So you always want to be on the check, on the good check list. So do you like the game today? Do you follow the NFL today? I do follow it. I do like it. I have a a legacy of sorts uh, in that I have three sons. My oldest son, Freddie II, played um, was a high school All American. Played under Joe Pye at Penn State. Played six years professionally. He has four boys. They're all wide oh receivers gosh. as well. And um, I, I have uh, Brandon uh, is now working for the Detroit Pistons. Uh, he played as a receiver as well in college and left it for, for uh, to pursue campus ministry. He's now working for the Detroit Pistons. Um, and a uh, younger son, Miles, so, uh, who played receiver, is talented as well, and he's pursuing uh, the workforce right now. Uh, so absolutely love it. We do follow NFL, not to the extent that I want to get in and um, to and, and do DraftKings and, and things like that. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not me. I understand that. All right, before we run out of time, yes. what does it mean to you to be inducted, soon to be inducted, in the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame? Well, I appreciate that question. Uh, at the end of the day, for me it's a legacy it says I hope that kids who have skinny legs or never really aspire to do anything professionally can look back and 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 be inspired have some hope for an opportunity mm-hmm. and that's what I believe uh, that this represents uh, it's been a long time coming I'm, I'm appreciative but at the end of the day is what's the messaging to the younger kids who typically don't have an opportunity to 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 excel uh, you have those guys who can run the four ones and can lift who athletically are sound uh, but then there's the academic part combining those and most importantly Randy other other ones that not only have academics and the athletics but also the character. And so having that uh, hope from those kids who typically don't have it uh, because of various opportunities that they have not been afforded, uh, hopefully they've been inspired to move on and have some hope to move forward. If they look at you for a role model, they can't go wrong. Well, I appreciate that. That, that, uh, that You had a marvelous career. And I always say, I always, I always want those that are going to be inducted into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, I want them to be alive so that they can enjoy this moment. Well pointed. Well uh, uh, I'm so thrilled for you. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah, thank you. God Appreciate bless you. you. All and right. Continue success. Freddie Scott, the great one from Grady, Arkansas. Drive Time Sports Hour number two, straight ahead. Honey, what should we do today? Let's climb that Pinnacle Mountain. Sounds great. I believe you turn here on Rodney Parham. Arkansans know that not everything here sounds like it's spelled. For example, great customer service is pronounced Guadney. Buick GMC. And right now is the best time of the year to trade up in North Little Rock. New Sierras at just 0.9%. 